This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Morning Bulletin. My name is Amit Gates and I'm joined today by my Liverpool.com colleague Andrew Beasley. Andrew, today we're going to take a look at Paul Gers's uh, terrific article in the Liverpool Echo about Liverpool and the Portuguese transfer market. Um, I'm assuming you've read the article and we've seen, obviously, with the January signing of, of Luis Diaz, um, how Liverpool, Liverpool obviously have been linked to Diaz, but it was thought that the move would happen in the summer and then obviously with Tottenham's... Um, Interest in Diaz, Liverpool kind of put their foot on the accelerator and got the deal done. Um, and it's fair to say Luis Diaz has hit the ground running. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's been uh, he's been a breath of fresh air. I mean, he may yet prove the difference between Liverpool winning, well, no trophies and four trophies. You know, wherever, wherever they end up um, between one and four. Um, yeah, he's done incredibly well, um, and he's. I think what's great is that he's done what he was doing in Portugal and it sounds like an obvious thing but so many teams buy players because they're good players not because they're going to fit into their team necessarily um I suppose you'd sort of look at um what Man United do that's their sort of thing you know they will buy the best players they can but it doesn't mean they're going to work together as a team whereas Liverpool identify players that should work with their players and with Diaz that certainly seems to be the case um so far in these first couple of months yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult to think of a Liverpool signing that has hit the ground so well as Luis Diaz, and all the more considering that he was a January signing, which is, you know, you always hear Jurgen Klopp say that he doesn't really like January signing because it takes time, he wants a pre-season, but it's almost like Diaz has played at Liverpool for two or three years at this point. Yeah, exactly. I mean, a lot of people will say you can't make good signings in January, and then people sort of counter that by saying, well, how about Luis Suarez as an example? But people sort of forget Suarez took a while to get going. He wasn't the amazing Suarez that he became when he first joined. He did okay that first half season, but he wasn't, you know, hitting the heights that he would later go on to do. Whereas, whereas Diaz already seems to be. I think it's interesting um, Klopp has said that because he came in in January somewhat unexpectedly, uh, they just sort of let, allow him to get on with it rather than, you know, deeply sort of coaching him in the the sort of pressing drills and all these sorts of things. Presumably, there isn't really time when they're playing every three days, um, and and you know maybe that's helped him. You know, a bit of freedom. It sort of you know enables him to to play his own game, and uh, and it's working out really well so far. Yeah, I mean, it's he he hasn't obviously scored a lot of goals. I think he only has, what, two at this point? Two, I think, But yeah. it's it's his overall game and his performance, and he's kind of, as you say, he's given a, a new lease of life to, uh, to Liverpool at a certain point when it looked like there were miles outside of the title race, and now <laughs> everything's possible. But with, obviously, with the Diaz deal done, and we're seeing links now to uh, a couple more of Porto's players, Vitinha and Octavio, mm-hmm. um, is, do, you, do you think that the Portuguese market is somewhere where Liverpool haven't explored enough in the past? And do you think they'll do more of it in the future now with the success of Diaz? 
Yeah, that has to be a possibility. I mean, in terms of the past, um, I can't think off the top of my head other players they've signed from Portugal. Uh, there probably are, but I can't think of any. Um, and yeah, it sort of makes sense to to possibly target that because you can probably get players for slightly cheaper than you can from the other leagues. I know there's a lot of talk about whether it's in reality now the fifth best league um, ahead of France. Uh, various sort of coefficients and rankings and so on suggest that it might be uh, because obviously France have PSG and then, you know, not not so much uh, sort of strength in depth behind that. So yeah, I mean, it could be the next the next sort of uh, of market for for Liverpool to exploit. You you sort of you've seen over the years they've they've tend to obviously they buy the players they want from whichever clubs they're at. But that you know there was a period where they bought loads of players from Southampton. Some worked, some sort of didn't. You know they've bought three players from the from the Red Bull teams. They got Allison and Salah from Roma. You know it doesn't mean that these teams become like feeder clubs or anything as sort of dramatic as that but and maybe it's just coincidence in some ways I mean you know you'd buy Salah and Allison wherever they played I think but um yeah it could it could be time to to sort of do a bit more business in in Portugal more frequently I mean when you look at the the styles of play of um Porto and Liverpool they're not that dissimilar um you know I've done a couple of bits this week uh, for the Echo on Octavia and um, Vitinha, Octavio Vitinha. And you look at them and they're sort of top of the, you know, the advanced statistics don't um, really exist for the Portuguese league, or at least not publicly. But they're top of the of the charts for things like uh, possession regains in the final third, which is exactly what Liverpool, you know, are looking for in players. And, and those guys are the, Octavio's top and Vitinha's about sixth or seventh, something like that. So, it makes sense to sort of go for these players that, that play at clubs with a similar style. Again, like we said, with Diaz helps them probably fit in a bit more easily. And maybe, you know, maybe Porto will uh, will become that for Liverpool. And as um, Paul Gerst wrote about in his in his article, um, Liverpool have now kind of formed a, a real good relationship with Porto. Um, and that obviously helps move um, things for the Diaz deal when it looked like Tottenham was about to was about to snap him up. So it could be something that Liverpool exploit over the next maybe couple of years. You know, Fatini obviously being younger than Otavio would probably appeal more to Liverpool than FSG. Um but yeah he, he could be a one to keep an eye on in the next couple of years, you would imagine. Um what was interesting in the article was that Liverpool looked at Joe Felix before he moved to uh, Atletico Madrid and Bruno Fernandes. How do you think, in an in a parallel universe, that those if those deals had happened, how do you think they would have worked out, or would they've worked out even at all? Yeah, it's interesting one to ponder, isn't it? I mean, I think um, someone like um, you know Fernandes. I think you know Liverpool fans probably hate him because he plays for United, but it, it would have been interesting to see. Um, how he'd have got on but then it, it's also you sort of wonder how would he have quite fit into the to the sort of Liverpool system because obviously when he first came to United and everything was going through him um, you know he sort of looked amazing and then obviously they brought in Ronaldo and you know he's not had a bad season Fernandez by any means but it obviously it's, it sort of changes the the uh, sort of structure and how the team works and things like that and he's possibly not been quite as effective and you sort of look at you know, I mean, they're not the same exactly, but you sort of look at Liverpool when they had Coutinho 
they didn't really rely on the fullbacks and things like that. Then Coutinho left and, and Alexander-Arnold and Robertson came to the fore. Could you then plug Fernandez into that? Do, do they lose out a bit? Does he take their sort of share of stuff? You know, as much as he's a great player, it doesn't mean that it would automatically work. Um, Jal Felix, you can imagine possibly fitting the system um, a bit better from the off. But, um, you know, you, you sort of have to trust the, the transfer brains at Liverpool because they don't get much wrong. You know, if they didn't think it was right to, to go for these players, then it, it probably was the best for the team. But, um, yeah, certainly interesting to, to sort of wonder about how things might have turned out. Yeah, I mean, I think Felix, maybe you could have made a case for and try and fit into Liverpool's system. But I think Fernandez, it would have been oil and water, I believe. Mm. Because he is a number 10 and Liverpool haven't played with a number 10 since Coutinho left. And they're obviously a better, more structured, more cohesive unit because Coutinho left. That's that's kind of the thing with number 10s. You kind mm. of have to build a team around them. And the team as a whole is perhaps not as good um, as a consequence. And obviously Liverpool got better then. Obviously the money helped <laughs> to buy yeah, yeah. Virgil van Dijk and, you know... Um, Allison, but yeah, I mean that that comes with the number ten. It's you have to build a team around them, and you kind of become one dimensional in the sense that if you mark a number ten, you kind of cut off the creativity, you know. And as you say, Liverpool's fullbacks with Trent and Andy Robertson have, have come into their own post continue. So I don't think Fernandez perhaps would have worked out, especially not in the current four three three system. But Felix, I think, would have been interesting. Yeah, definitely. I um, I think he's it's an interesting player, obviously, because he moved for you know ridiculous sum of money um, even when he was very young. Um, but he, yeah, and obviously he doesn't sort of feel like a sort of Simeone player, does he? Um, <laughs> <laughs> by any stretch of of most people's imagination, I think. But um, yeah, as you say, I think he he feels like one that, that could possibly have worked for Liverpool. I mean, who knows? Maybe you know, in the future, who can say what's what's going to happen? I mean, he uh, he'll certainly uh, draw interest from all the top clubs. I should think whenever he sort of moves on, and maybe maybe he'll end up at Liverpool. You never know. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I mean, I, I think it's it's reasonable to say that Fernandez won't join Liverpool at this point. <laughs> but with yeah. Javier Felix, you never know, and he's only twenty two, so there's always hope. But um. Yeah, that'll do us for today, today's edition. Um, be sure to check out the website, liverpool.com. Check out the YouTube channel, all the usual places for our daily content, news, opinions and features. And uh, we'll be back again tomorrow. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.